Today's podcast is sponsored by Life Group. They believe in thinking out of the box, and they are not afraid to challenge conventional wisdom in their approach to investing and preserving wealth. All of their energy, commitment, and efforts are focused on you, the client, and your satisfaction. On today's podcast, we take a deep dive on what it means to be successful regardless. Life will inevitably throw challenges your way, but embracing those challenges and realizing that they are not interruptions to your life, but rather an invitation to the life you are destined to have is the key to seeing the beauty in the struggle. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. As long as I have breath in my body, I, can't, I, I won't self-destruct. Um, it's, it's one thing to walk in power. It's another thing to live in power, um, even when you can't walk. Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Palm, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. I'm sure you'll find that today will be a treat. We have uh, my friend, brother, colleague, every possible category you can mention, he probably falls in there, uh, Thomas Johnson Bean. So most of his friends call him TJB, so all of my listeners out there, I consider you guys friends, so feel free to call him TJB as well. So give you guys a little backstory on how we know each other. Um, actually, you know, most people might, may or may not know this, Thomas was actually a, one of the primary reasons why I decided to join the financial services industry. So all the things that I've done to date, in some level, we can say that he had, he's had an impact on it. So really appreciate uh, his friendship and brotherhood thus far. So let me tell you about the kind of friend Thomas is. Thomas is one of those guys, <laughs> Thomas is one of those guys where either you love him, <laughs> Or you really, you really, I'll, I'll use the word hate, but you're, or you really dislike him, right? He's here today, so we obviously know that I love him. He's that guy that'll text you at 4 a.m. Not, not to, you know, let you know that you need, to, you need to get up, but just to let you know what he's doing and what he's about, right? And so he's the type of guy that either you're going to level up or you're going to be so tired of being reminded by your own mediocrity that you're going to fade to black gracefully, right? And so... I'm really thankful for those kind of friendships because so many in today's society, so many people uh, like to you know appease other people's opinions, right? And everybody's so touchy-feely. I like the fact that he's unapologetic about his success and what he stands for. So to give you the formal background on Thomas, Thomas has been in the insurance industry and financial profession for 13 years as an advisor, sales manager, and mentor. Served as a national sales and development thought leader for a Fortune 1000 company, currently serves as a managing director of a firm with a mission to make financial planning affordable and accessible to young professionals that is strongly affiliated with a long-standing company in the Fortune 250 called Blueprint, and he is the founder and president of a boutique planning firm by the name of Life, which stands for Legacy Insurance and Financial Education. All of this undergirds his various other entrepreneurial endeavors. He is only 33 years old, and sorry ladies, but he is taken. A friend of mine of eight years going on life, I'd like to introduce my brother, one of my groomsmen in my wedding, and man I'm proud to both travel the world and change the world with, 
Thomas Johnson Bean. Thank you for joining us today, Thomas. How are you doing? I'm awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So just give our audience a little bit of a background from your perspective. That was my perspective um, on, you know, who you are, you know, what you're all about and kind of where you're at in life at this point. I would hope to uh, be able to call myself, I think, when it's all said and done, a change agent. Um, it's been a remarkable journey. I was, I was fortunate to find my purpose in life early on, uh, graduating Davidson College at 20 years old. I already had my insurance licenses, knew that I wanted to help um, our community evolve um, past a lot of the, the struggles and, and, and plights that I saw growing up. It just made sense to try to go into a field where I could learn about money if I wanted to make some and if I didn't want to go backwards, um, as, as so many of us do when it comes to graduating college but then finding ourselves in, in student loan debt and still in the midst of the struggle, um, which I think is a, a problem because we're getting educated to get out of that. So right, right. I want to find some ways to, to learn and be able to give back. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So. Thomas and I uh, actually, you know, we've known each other for a little over eight years, as I mentioned earlier. And, you know, past couple years, I I'd like to say that we probably grew uh, a lot closer um, just through some adversity and challenges that I experienced that gave me a different lens and perspective on how to connect with him on a deeper level. So uh, many of you know who have been listening to my podcast for a while that, you know, early 2016, I had a pretty uh, life altering surgery. And during that time, you know, it was a very, very challenging time for me, right? So, you know, I was at home, immobile for the most part, couldn't do a whole lot. Um, and so, you know, that was a very critical moment in my life, right? And so Thomas, you know, would come by weekly just to check in and more importantly, to not allow me to uh, uh, soak in my own misery. I knew that moment in my life was going to be something that either uh, was a catalyst for take me to the next level or something that I could look back and had a, a dramatic effect that I allowed to hold me back. So that time was critical and to have his support on a weekly, if not daily basis, just making sure that my head was in the right place so that I could turn things around. And then also um, understand how he dealt with health challenges and adversities really helped me connect with him on a, on a deeper level. So I wanted to take a, a second if Thomas would be so gracious to just share with us a little bit about, you know, some of the health challenges that he's experienced in his life and how that has impacted his outlook and perspective on life and success. So, um, you know, you're taking me back to, uh, um, I think, the time that was pivotal in, in growing, uh, maturing, not just in in life, but also in business, understanding that you have to go through some significant challenges if you're gonna grow, become uncomfortable in order to uh, be who you want to be in life. Um, because it's not gonna be easy to grow. Um, it's not gonna be easy to have emotional maturity, emotional growth. It takes pain to do so. Right. So um, my story is that when I was 24 years old, back in 2008, I, uh, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Now before the diagnosis, I was already in business, already running a good shop, um, had a few agents that were, were under me. I was training and mentoring and working with on a daily basis. They started to see that I was growing tired, um, started having them drive more, even got to the point where they were driving my car to appointments uh, more often than I was, picking me up 
um, from home because I, I was a little bit too tired to um, go go into the office. And, and frankly, I was too stubborn and, and, and still had that, that young man complex of invincibility to believe that I was sick. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I lost um, about 50 pounds after a two month period and was entirely depleted that I walked into my sales manager's office and uh, broke down crying because my production, not my health, but my production wasn't up to par. Mm. And it was uh, it was eating me up mm. because I knew my goals, um, but I wasn't achieving them. And I had recently, as of the end of 2007, I recently built my first home, um, had a uh, another home down the street that I had also built. So I had this trajectory that I believed I was on for success. Just bought my first like German luxury car um, in February of that year, and by April I was uh, una- I was unable to get out of my bed um, on my own power. So it it took a turn for the worse pretty fast. It ultimately um, culminated in me being diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Found out that Crohn's is incurable. It is a, a chronic ailment. Um, I was going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I had a choice to make at that point. I could either, because um, I also had no health insurance. Mm. So uh, all of the, the funds, being a business owner, um, being someone who was 1099, 100% commission, all of the funds that I had in savings, everything that I had from a um, um, from kind of an investment standpoint, uh it, it quickly depleted, not just because of the disease, but also it was 2008. Mm, right. So towards the end of that year, um, the market was crashing. So in the beginning, when I thought I could weather the storm, just financially, I thought I had more than enough um, and I didn't need insurance. Um, it, it, it ended up me paying about $37,000 out of pocket uh, pretty quickly. It ended up in me... Um, losing the vast majority of my net worth later in the year because I was not bought in, um, I, I wasn't locked in, I wasn't watching the market anymore. Basically, things were taking a turn for the worse in my life, and um, had some some serious choices to make. I could I could be a victim mm-hmm. of my circumstances, or I could be victorious um, mentally and level up um, and get back on my grind and understand that. All things, um, you know, work together for the glory of God, and I had to really rely on my faith and um, who I knew I was and the destiny I knew I had before me, which I think a lot of people they they probably don't think about as much. Right. the The image that you have of yourself is one of the most important things that you can carry. Um, if you believe that. You are made for struggle. If you believe that you are supposed to be fearful in life, have tremendous worry and concern every day, then that's that's the, the mode you're going to be in. That's the life you're going to have. If you believe that you're a warrior and, and you're someone who can overcome anything that's being thrown at you, if you believe that you can be successful regardless of any issues that may arise and come up in your life, then you will be. Wow, that was, that was powerful. He said a lot. He said a lot there. So... I want to go back to one part of that statement that you just made. And so you mentioned that you wanted, you had to decide whether you were going to be a victim or become victorious. Now, my my question is, was that an automatic decision based upon maybe some 
personal development or life experiences that you had prior to that incident or was that an evolution was there what was the kind of the process that went into you arriving at the decision that you know what i'm not gonna let this circumstance dictate the rest of my life right and i'm still gonna you know be victorious regardless i read a quote and i know i'm gonna misquote it but it it um goes something like it is sad to give up uh, for the soul to give up when the body is still going mm. and at that point in my life i was dying um for all um all intents and purposes i was um pretty much bedridden i could not um even use the the, the facilities in my own home um by myself i couldn't i couldn't go from the bed just to the bathroom. I didn't have the energy to do that. So there was a time that I was laying in my bed and I considered, I considered suicide. Mm. Um, had a gun inside my mouth, in my bed, and uh, gave, gave serious consideration to, if I have to live like this, then I don't wanna live anymore. It got to a point where that was my my daily kind of mo. That was my, my modus operandi, where I was con contemplating suicide, and I just could not go through with it. And then um, I think something something clicked, and I, and I want to say that it was it was divine in nature that I understood that my purpose in life was bigger than my current set of um, set of circumstances. That if I was going to live. Um, then I had to pull myself out of my own gunk. Mm -hmm. And even though something was happening to me, it wasn't happening because life is unfair. It wasn't happening because I was a bad person. It wasn't happening because I didn't take care of my body. I mean, all of those things were um, the victim part, right? You, you dive in, you start thinking that um, life is unjust. It was happening because life is beautiful. It's happening because um, we each are going to have to deal with things that force us to grow. Right. And I had to come to the realization in bed, thinking about no longer living, that I was still alive. I was waking up every day, even though it was in pain, I was waking up every day with um, an opportunity. And I had to show more gratitude um, for that opportunity. Right. So eventually... I, I, like I said, I, I crawled through the mud, right? Shawshank Redemption. I kind of crawled through my mile of, um, of, of literally you know, fecal matter in my life and understand what it was to be a man and to, um, to role model the behaviors that I had, like you said, so often trolled other people <laughs> about, about yeah. doing, which is leveling up. Right. And so um, I decided that if, if I have breath in my body, I'm never going to be a, a victim of anything. I can overcome anything. And that's just, um, I believe, from, from faith, from um, things that I've experienced in, in the, my past before that, and just knowing what I wanted to do in life. Right. Like there, there was no moment that I felt that I was going to be able to... Um, Kind of, kind of give up if I was still going to be alive because not only were there people counting on me, but I was counting on myself, um, a person with no handouts, um, not much family support, and having been giving nothing up until that point, 
I had already done a lot and I knew I was destined to do more. Right. So um, it was just utter refusal. Call it stubbornness if you want, but um, the idea of, of playing the victim yeah. for too much longer, it, it repulsed me. It sickened me. And um, I think that's probably why I operate the way I do now yeah. is when I see somebody playing in that, um, that, that sandbox of pity, um, I want to pull them out. Yeah. I want to make sure that they understand that they're destined for, for greater and they have the potential to do whatever they want to do in life. Mm-hmm. I, I remember like it was yesterday, and even though I already felt like I was mentally locked in uh, to be able to overcome what was coming my way or what I was dealing with, you sent me, I believe it was a sermon from T.D. Jakes, right? Uh, put it behind you, put it past you. And, um, you know, I just realized, in, in, the, in the, the powerful thing about that is you have to make that decision in the midst of still dealing with the circumstance, right? It's not like you're now outside of the situation and you had this reflective perspective. Like, you have to decide in the midst of the pain that even though I know I'm going to face more, I'm going to decide right now that this is not going to define me, right? I think that's a beautiful thing and a very important thing to identify, um, you know, and, and, and to understand and to not be naive. Like a lot of times we look at the circumstances that we deal with and we feel like, well, God, like I could have learned in a different way. Like you didn't have to do it this way. I could have learned some other way. And we're so naive and we don't realize that the, the things we're looking at as obstacles are indeed opportunities to reveal the true self that we actually are, right? Like we have to embrace those moments because I can say wholeheartedly that had I not gone through the situation that I went through with my surgery and the tumor and all that stuff, I don't think that my life would be where it is in this moment, right? Like it gave me a certain renewed perspective for life. And I'm pretty sure Thomas can attest that a lot of the things that he went through gave him a renewed perspective. I mean, I knew Thomas uh, before, well, not before the diagnosis, but I guess at a point where you would kind of bounce back, if you would say, right? Um, and to see the level of evolution and growth that he's experienced over that time period um, is very inspiring, right? And to his point, you know, it's very easy, right, to be complacent once you've reached a certain level of success at a certain age. Uh, but when you are literally facing death, you don't have the choice to just go through life in a cavalier manner anymore. But right. I think that what you're saying is, is so very true because, like, I thank God that I almost died so young because there's too many people who don't have to face death until they're old and they've already lived a life mm. and they have, they're full of regrets. Um, the reason that That's heavy. I can, I can kind of hit people in their chest and say, hey, you know, remind them of being appreciative for every opportunity and what they really should be living for and walking in their purpose is because when, you, when you're 24 years old and your life is, is all but taken from you, there's an anger there mm-hmm. that, that can't be pacified. There's um, an unsettled um, kind of fear that will, will never leave you. It is, um, it's unsettling in the regard that you know how, how close you were to not realizing um, the beauty of the next day. Mm. And the fact that there are some people who literally sleep in bed um, all, all weekend, who go to jobs that they absolutely hate, who um, decide even though they're healthy enough, even though they have the opportunity that they're not gonna wake up early and seize the day, that they're not gonna work out, they're not gonna eat right. Um, all of those things 
they, they hurt me when right. I see them going on. And it kind of makes you wonder, you know, how we got to this point as a society that we have so many people with so many things to be grateful for who are so very unappreciative of their opportunities and they don't mind sitting for two, three, four hours watching a whole bunch of millionaires on a football field or on a basketball court say live their lives while um, not living their own. Mm, say that again for the you people know? in the back. <laughs> right, you know, we become obsessed with that. We yeah. become obsessed with watching people live their dreams yeah. and thinking that um, they are different than we are. Yeah. And I think it's because we don't have that um, that perspective right. that this life is 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 not gonna happen twice. You know, right. it's not your practice life. You yeah. you're not gonna get two or three opportunities to be able to 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 have your dreams play out. Mm. And it, it doesn't make sense of how many people are living nightmares. Yeah. Wow. That statement right there, right? And it, and it's almost like you do walk around with this chip on your shoulder. Like once you've had to uh, recover from some of the things that he's had, he's endured and recovered from some of the things that I've endured. And you just see people literally just, I mean, for lack of better terms, pissing their life away, yeah. right? It's, it's tough, right? And, and not tough because you're angry at them because they had, you know, they're you know, able-bodied and healthy and they could do better. But it's like, you know, because of the perspective that you have that like, look, like, don't let circumstance or don't have to touch the stove before you decide to do right. better, right? Yeah. Um, I was told long ago that there's three levels of learning. Right, you have um, learning by experience, which is actually the lowest tier. Right, it's probably the most memorable, but that's when you literally have to go through something in order to for it to connect for you. Right, then you have learning through divine relationships. Right, people who God has placed in your life who can say, "Hey, look, you know, like like Hope said, Hope did that, so hopefully you don't have to go through that." Come on, right? <laughs> you know. Who are showing you, hey, look, this is where what I went through. This is what I experienced. Learn from me so that you don't have to learn this way, right? And then you have the level of learning where when you get a closer connection to God, right, you literally can hear what he's trying to tell you and where he's trying to direct you, right? What always pops in my mind when I think about that is when I was a little kid playing outside and my mom used to always say, don't let the street light hit you, right? And I'm outside. <laughs> now, if I was too far away from the house and she, she was calling my name, I wouldn't be able to hear her, right? Mm -hmm. But the closer I was to that front lawn, the closer I was to where she was at, I could e easily hear what she was saying and I could come back in the house and I wouldn't get in trouble, I wouldn't have to go pick out my own belt. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I say that to say, like your relationship and your faith, as Thomas had mentioned earlier, is so important because that becomes a pillar and, and a guiding light for every decision that you make. So I thought that was a very good point. Uh, one question that I, I'm not sure if you thought about, because as you mentioned, this is not something that you just put it past you, right? Now people look at you now, you look good, you're in shape. They might assume, oh, Thomas, you know, he had he had Crohn's, right? But it's, it's behind him. He doesn't deal with it anymore. Um, knowing that this is something that you have to continue to deal with and manage, do you, does it ever scare you? Or do you ever have like any type of fear that you're going to have a major flare up again and it's going to you know, set you back and like kind of what is your thought process around the reality that, you know, this is something that you have to continue to manage and handle in any given time, you know, it could, you know, rear its ugly head. You know, it took me a long time to um, put to bed the resentment that I had from being diagnosed with Crohn's. Reason being is because it stole so many years. And yes, it, it has given me life, 
but for a number of years I was walking around in a uh, in a fog. Uh, there's years that I can't remember of my life, years that I acted out, I did things that I knew were not in alignment with my values because um, I didn't think I was going to live. So every time I got healthy, every time I recovered from a flare-up, I would go, I would, you know, quote-unquote, go hard. Yeah. Um, spending money, um, being debaucherous <laughs> in, in, in ways that um, kind of supported living that uh, you only live once life, you know, YOLO, what do you have to lose? Um, I was spending about $10,000 on medications for a while. So... I had to make just that and then some, right, to be able to live anything that I made above and beyond that and any in money that I had in investments, I was splurging. And I had become resigned to the idea that I wasn't going to make it to 30. Mm. So everything that I was building um, was being destroyed overnight because I was building it only for the enjoyment of the now. It wasn't until um, I probably hit about 31 that I realized that I was gonna live to 30. And that sounds crazy, but I think 30 is a benchmark for a lot of us. For me, making it past 30 became this, this idea that I could now fully embrace, that I was, gonna, I was gonna be able to have a long, prosperous life. And I had to start laying a foundation for that. Beforehand, everything that I did, for the most part, and the, 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 the private person that I was, was, based in trying to protect other people from getting to know too much about me because I thought I was going to um, leave this earth prematurely. Mm. So when I think about now um, going back and, and having a flare-up or, or losing potentially the health that I have, the money that I have now, the um, opportunities that I have in front of me, I can bask in the appreciation that I've lived a fuller life than I even thought I was going to be able to. But I can also um, stop myself short of the pity party and believing that um, God has brought me this far um, to, to, to leave me and to, to, um, to let me down in, in terms of having me be destroyed again. Because as long as I have breath in my body, I, can't, uh, I won't self-destruct. Um, it's, it's one thing to walk in power it's another thing to live in power mm. um even when you can't walk mm. that was powerful can you uh, unpack that a little bit for us like yeah. just what do you mean by that so appreciation dignity integrity um faith consistency these are lifestyle things um it's it's one thing to i think be in front of an audience or or be at work or um be on stage and to look as if you're powerful, but when you have the worst possible things happening to you behind the scenes, um, backstage, mm. that's where success takes place. That's where it takes root. And I believe firmly that you can't be somebody in, in front of the crowd who um, you aren't behind the scenes. And sadly, we have a society now with, with Facebook, Instagram, all these social media outlets. We are people. Um, behind the scenes that are vastly different than the people we are on, on the stage. So I think um, day in and day out about who I am, who I, who I want to be, the man that I'm um, becoming every day, and the fact that I can't, um, I can't talk about it 
without being it. And if if I have that power within me at, at all times, and I try to work my damnedest to um, to achieve my goals, then that has to be done on the weekends. It has to be done on Sunday. You know, it has to be done um, outside of normal business hours. But also that that thing that that thing within your constitution that says I am greater than mm. um, that can't just be wordplay. And, that, and that's what I mean about it. It's, it's not just walking in power. You have to literally live in the thought process that I'm great. No matter what happens, I'm going to still be great. Um, I have tremendous opportunity. I have nothing but gain from the world. I have potential that will be realized. Um, and these sound like mantras and mottos that right. somebody would say to themselves. I'm a believer in that. But it's, it's true to form. Right. So, so I, I, to, your, to the point of your question, I almost never um, give power to the thought. Um, I know that the thoughts happen. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of their existence. But as far as empowering them by feeling like they could come along and, and take me out just because one circumstance could defeat me, right. um, I just I, I, I refuse to let, let that be my mind state. Indeed, indeed. Uh, he, he said it in so many words, but one quote that we've kind of shared back and forth uh, this past year is, be who you are 100% of the time, right? And as simple as that sounds, how many of us, how many people out there, you know, put on masks, right, for different settings, right? And this is who they are for this crowd. This is who they are for IG. This is who they are for Facebook. But there's something very liberating um, about just being who you say you are in all facets of life, right? There's no business life and there's no personal life. There was actually, that was one of the reasons, it was kind of a happy accident when I was going through uh, the registration process for my firm. Uh, you know, I had a, actually intended to lead with a different name um, in a totally different field for my brand. Like I was gonna kind of have, make sense to me, be this personal finance brand and I was gonna have uh, capital wise uh, wealth management be the prestige and you know the brick and mortar and the um, you know the, the the image that most people would assume that you would want to lead with from a financial planning firm perspective. But during that process, they basically told me, "Hey, look, like with the, some of the stuff that you're going to be doing makes sense to me. Um, you would have to register that entity as well." And so I wasn't at a place where I wanted to do that. So I had to decide like how I wanted to uh, move forward with my business endeavors. And what I got out of that opportunity was that the only reason why I was trying to separate the two was because who I was as a person was going to shine through or make sense to me. And I didn't know if that was going to have an impact on the type of clients that I could attract. Mm. But then the reality was, if you, this is who I am, right? Mm -hmm. Behind closed doors, like this is who I am. And so if that isn't something that you like, or that would deter you as a potential client, we don't need to do business anyway, right? And I don't have a scarcity mindset in that, you know, I'm losing out on something by not being my true authentic self. So it kind of became this happy accident that then really, I went from zero to 100 at that point, that really shifted my perspective on, hey, just being 100% authentic in what you believe um, and not keeping that behind closed doors. And anybody that doesn't can't appreciate that can't appreciate you. And that's not somebody I want to be a part of in any capacity. So, and um, being being authentic is a struggle. Yeah. What I would what I would say is, uh, people have to remember that we've we've been told, we've been indoctrinated almost since childhood to be inauthentic. Um, 
how you interact with your friends, how you um, put on the facade so that you can do well in business, going into the, the interview process and how on point you have to, to, to look and act and respond. And then, you know, even in a, the political atmosphere, we have individuals who um, are becoming more and more authentically who they are. <laughs> We're seeing that. Yeah. And, you know, we have one, one facet of the society that's embracing that and another that, that hates it. Um, we've learned to see ugly as, as beautiful in this society because our nature um, has become uglier. Mm. So people are, are embracing seeing um, fighting on videos, um, embracing um, reality shows where people who are uh, by any means um, successful in, in a financial regard, along with um, probably from a, uh, um, a fame a aspect, they've achieved success, but now they're putting on these um, these shows where their success is seen as something that is a bunch of infighting and, and um, hate mongering, and um, it, it it really does hurt. Yeah. Like as I as I watch what is becoming of this world and the impact that we can have positively, um, I just I always think about how important it is to do what we're doing mm -hmm. to to have podcasts like these to um, be thought leaders in a society that. Is really deterring people from from thinking through the process of what what dignity looks like, what what it means to be honorable. Um, sadly, authenticity is becoming something that's seen as um, as an absurdity. Right. Um, whereas being being um, inauthentic is um, it's the norm. Mm -hmm. And when I what I say about being authentic is a struggle is because. You have people out here who are struggling to find themselves already, and they're struggling to find themselves in the roles that society has imposed upon them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you're, you're a unique person. Just be yourself. Um, walk in that, live in that, um, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Be who you say you are 100% of the time. Don't be somebody Monday through Friday and then be different on the weekends. Um, like, love yourself. And I think that's what it comes down to is we have people who are... Um, and I don't mean to say this as a universal message, but I think it's true. Truth is truth, right? We have people who, because of what they want from a successful standpoint, they're not they're not loving themselves. I saw this uh, this quote the other day, and I'm not sure if I'll be able to pull it up fast enough, but uh, it kind of hit me hit me pretty hard. Don't sell your soul to buy attention. Mm. And Man, Ooh. you know, I, I, I don't sell I, your soul I, to buy attention. Yeah, I thought about that for a minute. <laughs> I said, man, like, you know who you are. Right. Why are you allowing yourself to to go so yeah. that you can acquire things and have a life that, you know, um, is not a, is not you. And we see it so often, right, where folks will. They do whatever it takes, right, to get success, whatever mm -hmm. they, they deem is successful. And then 10, 15, 20, 25 years down the road, uh, they're having to, you know, retract, right, everything that they did, right? Um, every, um, you know, we look at rappers, right? And, and Jay-Z's 
uh, I'm a big Jay-Z fan, right? I really like Jay-Z's music, I always have, but you know, you look at his scenario, and I, and I do respect his vulnerability, because he, he doesn't necessarily have to do what he's doing now in terms of, hey, look, I did this, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to do this, right. but you know, we look at so many situations where people know that they're making these decisions that aren't in alignment with who they desire to be, but they're doing it regardless because they want societal's per, uh, perception of what success looks like. Right. Because if they did it another way or the right way or however you want to classify it, they might not get it fast enough mm -hmm. or they might not get it the way they want to get it. And so be true to yourself. Like it might be a slower process, but it's one that is sustainable and it's one that you can sleep well at night knowing that, hey, look, I, this is who I am. And, and I don't. And you will. You will sleep really, really good yeah. at night. However, you will find struggle mm -hmm. when you're scrolling at night in bed, yeah. right? You get that thumb start twitching <laughs> and you get on Instagram, you get on Facebook, or you get on any of these these platforms where you're seeing people living a certain way and you start thinking, hey, you know, yeah, man, maybe if I just did this a little bit more, maybe if I, you know, put pictures of me with, with less clothing on, mm. maybe if I um, bought this even though I know I can't afford it and wore these, maybe people would accept me, right? They would embrace me more readily. Right. And that's the thing is, you know who you are. You know what you want to achieve and what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if your definition of success starts to become what other people are doing, I can almost promise you, you're heading in the wrong direction. Mm. And as much as I like, you know, the, the um, Eric Thomas, the hip hop preachers, and Gary Vee, and Tony Robbins, and you know, all these people who are giving you encouragement, motivation, and inspiration, you're still not supposed to have a life that mirrors theirs. Right. Like, so no matter what success is, understand that that is theirs. That is what they are doing. That is who they are. That is who Jay-Z is. That is who Beyonce is. That is who these individuals want to be. Right. Who are you? Mm. It's okay to be you. Regardless of how much money is in your bank account, regardless of, of what you do on a daily basis, as long as you are doing what you know mm -hmm. is true to yourself, you know, right. is authentic and, and genuine for your life, then it's all good and it's gonna work out. Right. What you can't do is live as a walking mirror for other people's um, views and um, understanding of, of their life process. Right. Isn't that ironic though? The very things that we feel like are our faults or that make us different are the very things that could ultimately help shape and define you know, our success and actually make us who we are. But yeah, those are the things that we try to hide from because it doesn't look like what you know the next person or it doesn't mirror somebody else's success and the reality is it's not supposed to right right <laughs> that's the, that's the not at all. So the things that you're running from are the things that actually are your power i mean and we hear it all the time like your uniqueness is your power but it's a fact right it's not just a cliche like live in those things that seem like man like this makes me weird or this makes me quirky or this makes me different that's what makes you special right and being special is your power yeah um, it's funny that you say that I being a kind of a private person um, just with my, my personal life it was always a struggle for me to um, get on 
social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told several times over the years that I needed it because it would help me develop my brands. It would help me develop as a, uh, a person behind um, each of the brands. People like the personality. Right. Um, they don't just want something. They mm-hmm. want to know who's behind it. They, mm-hmm. they kind of want to cultivate a um, Very true. Uh, the ability to, to access you, right? So as I started getting more and more on social media, um, being repulsed by it, but also starting to embrace it, I felt I felt better when I started to give more of who I knew I was. I felt worse when I was buying into, hey, is this post going to get likes or is this post going to um, gain traction? And I think that's what we're saying. At the end of the day, who you are, regardless of yeah. any of the the, the the faults, any of the um, the missteps, miscues that you may have in your life, mm-hmm. it's more than enough. You just have to be okay with it. Indeed. So many gems dropped today, y'all. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and digest this one myself. So, uh, one question I have is, what's next for Thomas? I mean, you've in 33 years of life, you know, you've indeed um, accomplished a lot, right? Uh, my question is. With you having the perspective that you have on success now and what actually matters to you, like what's next for you? I mean, I know there's, there's probably so many things, but if there's something that sticks out that you want to share with us, like what's next for Thomas? What can we expect from Thomas Johnson being over the next you know several years of his life? Um, in my business life, I would say one of the things that I'm looking forward to is partnering, um, not just with yourself, mm-hmm. but with some of the other people in, in our community to um Push, push an agenda forward, uh, a pretty big agenda when it comes to commerce within our community. Um, there's, there's a lot of talk about the trillion or so dollars that our community has in spending power and purchasing power. And I don't feel like there's been any really, really good kind of singular focus um, brand right. that has come about and said, I'm going to um, take ownership and utilize these funds for the good of our community. Right. We have these funds that are being dispersed outside of the community and um, they're going to brands that don't pour back into helping us with schools, mm-hmm. helping us with the endowments of the schools that we already have, mm-hmm. um, helping build our community in a way that um, justifies the expense um, <laughs> that we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're allowing um, when it comes to certain, certain products and the merchandise and the brands that we support. So um, I'm looking forward to to building something around that that will be not only meaningful, Mm -hmm. um, but will make an impact for generations to come. To your point really quickly, uh, just to to speak to that power, I saw an article, I think last week, where H&M had to close down 470 of their stores due to a dramatic drop in sales. Mm. Um, And it just goes to show you, like, our economics are power. Right. right, and so my question would be: Now, where did they go spend that money? Right, right, right we know right. we know we didn't, they didn't save it, or we don't know that. But uh-huh. you know, if I had to guess, we know it didn't get saved or invested or put back into our community. Right, and so to your point, if there was a platform that was you know designed and catered for that, I mean, we could really have some real influence in the society. And I think so. building that platform behind the scenes yeah. is. Um, large part of, of what I've been planning, what you've been planning, right. the conversations that we've had, um, and, and where we go from here, mm-hmm. that that's what I would say is a large um, part of, of my business planning going forward, along with um, just building businesses that, that help 
people in general, um, yeah. even outside of our, our community in terms of minority community, building businesses that um, help to empower, help to sustain, help mm-hmm. to motivate, help to inspire. Um, there's a lot of good in this world, um, and, and we have the capacity to, I think, bring about even more of it, to expose it, to peel back the layer that um, makes society think, that making the news outlets make you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a lot of good things going on when we do. So um, all of those things on a business front, um, from a personal um, front, um, I'm glad to be healthy. I'm glad to uh, to live in, in my faith and to know that that things are going well. Um, recently, I've made some some power moves um, <laughs> when it comes to a special lady in my life. Um, she is uh, she's got my heart. She's had my heart for a long time. Um, one of those situations where I would say, in that regard, um, I probably wasn't being authentic because I knew for a long time where um, my heart was. Um, I sought other opportunities, sought um, to even put that opportunity on the back burner because I wanted to chase success first, but um, never have I been more more dedicated in knowing um, not only who I am, but embracing the people around me who also know who I am and have been there to support me um, in doing so in, um, in a meaningful way. Yeah. So going down that road with her, and um, um, travel, um, yeah. some big big travel plans on the horizon. We just got back, you yeah. and I, from uh, along with several of our, <laughs> our brothers from yeah. uh, Shanghai, China. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to doing doing more of that. Indeed, there's so much world to see. So, yeah, um, great time. So, well, Thomas, we we really appreciate having you on the show today. Um, it was a pleasure uh, as always. And so, I just want to leave with one question and. You know, quite frankly, in some form or another, you've answered it uh, throughout the, the podcast. But if you could summarize for our audience, what does it mean to you to live a lifestyle today that ensures you cement your legacy tomorrow? That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, um, if I could unpack what that question means, it basically means who are you and who are you becoming each and every day? Um, I'm big on routine. I believe that routine cements um, whatever you want, period. Mm -hmm. So we now live in a day and age where what you do is often for pleasure and not for long-term gain, Mm -hmm. right? So what I do day in and day out I try, even though I'm, I'm a man and I make mistakes and, and I'm imperfect, you know, as can be, I try to make sure that almost everything that I do has significance five years, 10 years, 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, I quickly, um, with, with extreme prejudice, cut <laughs> it out of my life um, because it's, it's, it's unsustainable. Um, there is no purpose for it. There is no point and me doing something um, that can that can destroy what I'm intending to build. I think Warren Buffett said uh, um, it takes um, 50 years to get a good reputation and five minutes to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And we really have to be aware that building something, building anything takes a long time and you only need about two seconds of a wrecking ball mm. to, to knock it down. 
So um, just being insanely intentional, as you like to say, <laughs> about my success. Indeed. I teach my team, all my mentees. Um, I tell them on probably a daily basis. Remember to be intentional about your success. Do things on a daily basis. Build them into your routine that will support your long-term um, opportunity to achieve more. And don't do things that you know in a split moment can destroy it and you'll be well off. Indeed. Well, Thomas, we enjoyed you, man. Appreciate you for coming on the show today. We wish you so much blessings and success in your future endeavors. And let's keep living this life. Man, listen, thank, <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, everything that you do in the community, everything that you're doing um, you. as a businessman, um, the positivity that you're bringing into people's lives. Thank you. And uh, Melvin Money. Indeed. <laughs> My man. Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with your host, George Achenpong, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Purpose, passion, and profit. Makes sense to me.